The Nuggets have never been up 2-0 in the Malone-Jokic era. They have a chance on Friday night to go up 3-0. We'll talk about how they can get that accomplished and what it would mean. Plus, how indicative is the series of who the Nuggets really are? We'll also take a look around the Western Conference playoffs as they continue to rage on. This is Locked on Nuggets. You are Locked on Nuggets, your daily Denver Nuggets podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Nuggets, your daily Denver Nuggets podcast, part of the Locked On Network, your team every day. Thanks for making us your first listen. We appreciate you guys joining us on whatever platform you choose, whether it's on YouTube. We got folks like uh, Tommy Zavaljevic, Zavaljevic. I think I got, I think I hit it. I think I hit it. Zavaljevic. Tommy Zavaljevic hanging there saying, hi guys. Zamora's in here. Dr. Van Nostrand is hanging out with us. Hurricane hanging out. Flo, lots of folks hanging out with us in the chat segment as well as with Diamond Bobby. Um, that, that guy's in here as well. Uh, King of the Hill reference for you. Did you watch King of the Hill? No, but I know the reference. Of course. Why, why am I? I just needed to confirm that I knew that you would not have watched King of the Hill. Uh, thanks for making this your first listen. We appreciate you guys being with us. My name is Matt Moore. I'm the senior NBA writer for the Action Network. I'm joined by Adam Mares. He's director of content over at DNVR. You can catch the pre and post game show before every Nuggets game over at DNVR as well. Check out the DNVR bar uh, where you can catch the Avalanche games as the series shifts to Seattle with the Avs evening the series 1 1. So my wife is no longer going to kill everyone. Boy, she was not happy when it was 2 0 last night. It was not a good. I was like hiding in the basement. From my wife. Uh, all right, on today's show, we're going to talk about the Nuggets game three versus the Wolves. What's the matchups look like in that in that game? What it means uh, in terms of their ability to go up 3-0, all this and more. Thanks for doing this, uh, joining us on the show. Adam, uh, let's start here. The Nuggets face the Wolves in Minnesota. Um, it's a couple of tropes for you, okay? Home teams, the, the role players shoot better. The role players for the road team shoot worse. Um, home crowd, desperation, got to win spot. We'll yep. go down 3-0. These are the tropes. I will tell you that based off of the research that we've done over at the Action Network, teams that are favored in the Nuggets are favored in this game on the road in game Ooh. three have done very well, especially over the last five seasons. They've actually won about a 70% clip um, because I think it's mostly built off of uh, a disparity in how – uh, teams like if you're a good team, you have good shooting and you're able to cover those numbers and your margin of error is a little bit higher, but there's a lot of reasons for it. Also, if you're favored on the road, you're probably a meaningfully better <laughs> team. I think that has a lot to do with it. Like I see a lot of these stats where it's like teams that win the first game go on to win the series 60% or whatever. And it's like, yeah, but half of those are because the best team wins the first game and the best team wins the series. Yeah. So it's funny you mentioned that because to me in every playoff series, there are two key questions you have to ask, which is who's the better team? And can you beat them? Like, can one team beat the other? And those are not the same question. What? What are you laughing? It's hilarious. you're right, but it sounds like a platitude. Like it does. But here's like the thing is like there are lots of times if if you are a way better team, your yeah. matchup will not help you. Right. 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 If the other yep. team is way better, the matchup's not going to matter. Right. If you are relatively, if you're within range, and one matchup is so great, yep. For it sure. could be the difference. And those are like two independent questions, which is like, you know, the Nuggets are the way better team in this series. And the question is like, can the Wolves beat them? And like now it's like, can they beat them in the game? And <laughs> that's that's what's up. 
um, on, on the case. So what do you think is the biggest factor going into game three for the Nuggets and the Wolves? To me, it's pick and roll defense. Um, if there is, if you do, I, I'm with you. I think the Nuggets are better. I think there's a chance that they can, you know, not lose in this series. I, I don't know if that's a good chance, but there's a chance. But the, if there's one item of concern, it's the Timberwolves ran more pick and roll in game two and had success with it. And I think in particular, Anthony Edwards pick and rolls, they found a little success with that. The one thing that would make them meaningfully better at pick and roll would be their role players making shots, your Torian Princes, even your Carl Anthony Towns. I mean, I'm not calling him a role player, but when they're running that spread pick and roll, he is sort of a role player in those moments, just spotting up. So do those guys get hot and make their threes? If so, then I then we could foresee a scenario where we're a little bit concerned about Denver's inability to guard pick and roll. Maybe not in this series, but it could be one of those things where after tonight they give up a bunch of points and you go, yeah, man, they're just not good at guarding this. Yeah, we want to talk about a little bit that more in the second segment because there's a lot to, I think, kind of go into about the pick and roll stuff, second segment. Uh, I want to ask you, with regards to this game, like no one needs to hear my tropes about pick and roll defense. I recite them all the time. It's a mantra. Uh, and it gets worn out. I'm curious as to your thoughts. What do the Nuggets need to do better in guarding the pick and roll? Man, that, it's a really good question because some of this is just the limitations that they've always had. So you're asking not a question about two games, but over several years. Um, I think the the probably just closing out on shooters appropriately. I mean, they're going to be in scramble mode. You're going to have to be quick to those rotations and then closing out in control and and contesting them i don't Jokic in particular is the only guy that i look at that says that you say he just has to like do a better job of executing you know being an up enough on the screens to be able to challenge and, and not let them get downhill in particular anthony edwards but again not being so far up that he's given up the lob threat so i don't i don't know it's just execution and i would say athleticism or speed on the closeouts and rotations 100 out of 100 times when you ask an nba player what did you do defensively versus this guy what are the keys versus this great player defensively what's the scouting report it's always the same thing just make it tough on him right right so it's like guys are gonna make shots because great offense beats great defense here's uh, i think is like a key question here do you want to devote more resources to stopping anthony edwards on drives and three pointers or do you want to devote more resources and attention to staying home on weak side shooters. Well, so it's funny that you asked that for Anthony Edwards in particular, because he's not a very good passer. Right. That's not to say he can't make passes, but it's just, it's like Rudy Gobert when he catches on the short roll, I think forcing him to be a passer is the better option because even though he can do it, he'll mess up the reads sometimes. I think Anthony Edwards is the exact same. Make it a little confusing on him, but lean towards cutting him off from his scoring. I mean, he had 41 last game. He could have 41 again tonight. But I just think making those passes hard on him, try to get him up to four, five, six turnovers, and you're going to be good. So I, I think, man, this is an interesting question. I think you need to probably hedge with both to try and make – because here's the difference. You don't want to give Conley the floater. You want to make Ant pass. Like that's kind You don't of want to give Conley the floater? Do you want to live with like, – it's a question – like, do you want yeah, to I mean, like in the fourth quarter? No. In a close game in the fourth quarter? No. But over the course of a game? Absolutely. I mean, you're not going to lose. Denver's offense is too good to lose to the Mike Conley floater for 30 points. Like, it's one. just not going to happen. So like that now, like that, that I, I agree with you, right? So like that's a, a good kind of equation here is maybe play drop versus Conley. Don't allow him to get the lob 
which yeah. that's something that, that Conley wants to look for. That's a ninety Conley a shooter. Guy. Mike's going to be like, I mean, I'll do it, but I like he's going to constantly look for those other reads. It's if he not- if he shoots fifty percent on floaters, <laughs> he will have an inefficient offense relative to Denver. Yeah, so um, that's probably the way to go about it. And then with Ant, it's more pressure to make him play into his weaknesses, and especially don't let him get downhill. So yeah. I kind of agree with you. Is play more aggressive on Ant. Play more more conservative versus Mike. I agree with you. After uh, reflection, um, do you expect Towns to be as bad in this one? No, I think of all the players you expect to be better, it's him. The one thing I will say though is Towns is in a really uncomfortable spot, and that I just think the team, their team's best attack, involves him playing a lo- small role, and that happens sometimes. I think their best attack is Anthony Edwards attacking with Rudy Gobert rolling which means I think naturally he would be a lower usage player. Nonetheless, I do expect him to make some of his threes and to make just some of his jump shots. And if he gets going even just a little bit, it might change Denver's calculus in a way that opens things up for everyone else. There's a lot of comments in the in the chat about wanting to see more Christian Brown, specifically on Ant. I don't have it up right now, but I want to ask you if – like I need to look at the rotations to even see if there's like an opportunity. I don't know what Ant's rotation looks like. Like, to my knowledge, Ant's not playing a lot of the second unit minutes. And so if Ant's not playing a lot of the second unit minutes, I don't know who you're sliding in there. Like, maybe you adjust. If he plays the entire first, maybe you slide in Bruce or CB ahead of Bruce Brown. But that means you're playing Jam- – like, I wouldn't mind this. Maybe maybe that is the answer here is play Jamal the entire first quarter, stop doing the Jamal stagger entirely, and play Bruce Brown or Christian Brown as the first sub to end the first quarter – and then play Bruce Brown as the backup uh, in the versus the second unit. What do you think? I do think there's some value to using him on Anthony Edwards. I mean, you think about the rhythm of a ga- of a series. First two games, there's some adjustments made, but guys get a little bit extra familiar with, okay, here's what they're doing. To throw a curveball in game three, even if it's just a different player guarding you, I do think adds an extra calculation, and I trust Christian Brown to be good at it. But as you mentioned, it would require changing Denver's rotation, which would throw, maybe throw off the uh, the rhythm a little bit. Nonetheless, I said this last game, you have a 2-0 lead. You can afford to play some more guys right now to see what you have, but also just to kind of save yourself. So I hope Michael Malone, I hope Christian Brown plays 13, 14 minutes tonight. And you don't think it necessarily needs to be on Ant? I mean, I, it's, I think it's the best use of him because it's his best skill is defense. I don't know if I trust him, especially going on the road. Do you trust Christian Brown to make his shots? Probably not. Um, but So you need the defense. So I would like to see him there. But like I said, that's a tough thing to say. We're going to change our rotation up two games to zero. We're going to change our rotation. So I don't necessarily expect it. I expect you to play more minutes. Of like the offensive stuff in game in the third uh, of the last game, I think Bruce has been great in the series. I think Bruce has yeah. been great for a month. So I think it's like this is part of the, the equation is you want more Christian Brown minutes, but finding those minutes is um, a little bit maybe more difficult, specifically I think versus this matchup. Honestly, I think he might play a lot more versus Phoenix because they just don't have as many bigs. If, 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 if both teams advance in the second round. Dan and Bobby says Denver seem to have things figured out by the end of the last game. They had things figured out in the first half too. I mean, this is the thing about the last game. They had a bad third quarter that was so bad, it made it seem like this game was closer than it was. It was not a close game in the first quarter or in the second quarter. It was terrible in the third, and then Denver won the fourth, so... They've won basically by 20 in both games outside of that one. Like they're, outside they're, of one quarter. Yeah, their margins are, are huge here. Uh, on the other side, Adam t- mentioned this, but I want to get into a, a real conversation about pick and roll and about not only 
about this series, but what it means going forward. We'll do that on the other side. But first, I need to tell you about eBay Motors. For a championship team, it's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit, especially if they're younger. If it's the same when it comes to your vehicle, every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, you can be sure every part you need fits right the first time around. Just add your ride to my garage and look at the green check to know that the part will fit or your money back. I'm going to go ahead and say this. Uh, Michael Porter Jr. is the fuel injection system. That's my take. Uh, because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game when you shop at eBay Motors. And with over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. We'll be right back on Locked on Nuggets. Back here on Locked On Nuggets. Thanks for joining us and making us part of your day. I appreciate you guys being with us on a Friday. We'll be back with you on a Saturday show to recap game three of the Western Conference first round series versus the Wolves on Saturday. Uh, after I probably get up for what is going to be an absolutely freezing, freezing soccer game for my kids. Just loving. They got us with the, the fake spring was, it was like the fakest spring that you could imagine because now we're back into this, but it's fine. Oh, I feel so good though. I'm going to be honest, man. I was hot. I felt, I just went out. I felt so good walking around in the cold. I'm throwing, throwing things at you. That's right. I threw a pen at Adam live on, on YouTube. Uh, so Adam and I were kind of talking about this before the show, and he mentioned it in the first segment. I want to go back to it. Look, one of the reasons why you hear me talk about pick and roll defense so much, and like, and really, if I go back to like 2000s, like the conversation was all the stuff that you'll hear still on like the national TV. Gotta contain your turnover. Like I always, my wife and I always crack up with the keys of the game that are before we get. Gotta contain the turnovers. Really, you don't want to give the ball to the other team. That's great, great stuff. Dynamite. Um, you want to, you know, gotta make sure that you control the glass. Really, you don't want to give the other team more chances to score. Okay, thank you. But there um, are teams that is more or less important though for like Dallas doesn't fast break, so turn it over. It's not as damning. I will say Minnesota is not a good scoring team in the half court. And that's why I do think there's something too. Like, can they beat you in a full? If there was zero fast breaks from either team in this in this game, game three, Denver wins by 15. Yeah, like you're just that's how you lose is if you give up the easy ones. But in the modern game, most teams run pick and roll, and most teams run them a lot. Now that's evolving. It's a way less than it was like three years ago, right? Um, some of the best teams in the league, the Celtics, don't run a lot of pick and roll. The Kings don't run a lot of pick and roll. Uh, this is changing and evolving. But the Nuggets in the Western Conference in particular are going to see a high volume of pick and roll. And Adam, you feel like it's one of the areas that's maybe the biggest question mark for them. There's no question. And you're just watching <coughs> some of these teams. <laughs> it's cliche to say that playoffs are so much about matchups, but they really are. And you just watch, yeah, like Minnesota is not naturally a great pick and roll team, although Anthony Edwards has it in him. It's just not their preferred style or something they've worked on a whole lot. But you go, like, watching last night's game with the Suns, who I think look extremely unimpressive, by the way. You watch them and you just go, can they do this, though? Can they spread you out and run some pick and roll? And that's why I think Denver, I would feel so much better about their chances, not just in the series, but overall, if they had a game where they just stopped the pick and roll, where you just go, wow, their pick and roll defense has another level to it. We've seen their general defense does. We've seen their intensity does, their execution, Jamal Murray's individual game. But their pick and roll is... Maybe the last box they can check in this series where you go, okay, their pick and roll defense has another level to it as well. 
I want to go to Cavs-Knicks as a comparison point. So in game one, Darius Garland was really passive, and Evan Mobley was really kind of, I think, shook by the intensity. That was their first playoff game. And the Knicks got a win, and the Knicks looked great, and hurrah, Knicks. And then the second game, the Knicks play the same kind of scheme as the Cavs do, which is they both play at the level, that that convert, that scheme that I'm always talking about. And it's a good example of execution is just as important as scheme. Because the idea of let's get the ball out of Donovan Mitchell and Darius Garland's hands is a really sound one. Like that's one of the reasons why the Nuggets have had success with it in the past is it basically you get the ball out of the best player's hands and you deal with everybody else in terms of rotations. But the problem with the at the level, whether it's a a hedge or a blitz, is if that player is able to make the passes and reads, if you don't execute well enough to stop it, it is a simple trigger mechanism for these teams. It is short roll pass to Evan Mobley, kick to the corner, open corner three. There's layers on that though too, though, Matt, because it really comes down to how good is the big at making those reads. Because as I've said, like Nurkic can make that read. He can make some really good passes. In fact, he has some good passing under his belt. But Denver was able to force Nurkic into being just below the threshold of what was needed in that Portland series because his good is not great. And that's the real question. Like Rudy Gobert, good, not great at that. But you might, DeAndre Ayton? Yeah. You know, like there's some guy, like yeah. obviously Draymond Green, but there are some players that it's like, yeah, it, DeMontis Sabonis, those guys are great at that. So that becomes insignificantly harder. Yeah, and like that's going to be the question in the next round is can, and like from there, this is why the Nuggets going to a switch all one through four I think is really important uh, because the Suns are going to be like, well, we're just not going to put Ayton in the pick and roll. We're going to run pick and roll with, with Durant. We're going to run either Booker or we're going to run Chris Paul pick and roll. And honestly, one of the things they've been doing in this series versus the Clippers is they're running it with Torrey Craig, who by the way, is shooting 63%. Get them all out. Range. Get them out of the system. Get them all out of your system, Torrey. Um, so like they're running those kind of things. But if you switch it for some reason, the Clippers are not switching. Like the Clippers are doing what I would expect the Nuggets to do, which is they're trying to blitz. And then Torrey Craig's open on the weak side, just for like a drifting spot up corner three. Like these are the type of things that, that you're going to want to adjust to. If we talk about this series, like this is really why I think Towns' failure is so pronounced. They should be killing the Nuggets with this. Like it should be, hey, you have to play at the level because you can't play drop. So we're gonna have Towns pop, and we're gonna have an open corner, open pick and pop three for the quote greatest big man shooter in NBA history, quote unquote. And that should be like eating them up alive. Now, again, it's not as simple as all these things because you can't adjust your rotation, like. The Nuggets have done much. This is one of the bigger things when we talk about why are the Nuggets floor so low and the ceiling so high. If you ask me what the big differential is, it's how much do they pay attention to the KYP, know your personnel. It's like, are you locked in to be like, no, 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 we're, we're going to shift over and guard towns on that. And if they hit Torian Prince in the corner all the way on that drifting pass, okay. Like Torian Prince is what I would call like a pendulum player in this series. I used to call linchpin and don't use that anymore, but like a pendulum player. If Torian, like Prince started hitting threes in that third quarter. If Torian Prince hits like four corner threes, that's a massive swing in the series because he missed all of them in game one. He's he's a big X factor tonight, I think. I agree. Because I don't have a lot of faith that Kyle Anderson's going to make his threes or Nikhil Alexander-Walker, although he has hit every three he hits feels like a miracle. But Torian Prince is a guy that can go three or four. Yeah. Um, Now, some of this is also, and and Josh mentions this, Josh in the the chat says, cat pops means that Gobert's clogging the lane. Or if Gobert's out and Jokic is putting cat on the bench with fouls. 
this is pretty correct, right? Like the best way to handle this would probably be like a pick and pop would just be to switch it. Like you just put Gordon on the ball handler and you put the small on Towns and just try and ball denial. And that's I, Towns, so, Towns struggles with that for whatever reason. Yeah. So it, yeah. I so like, the answers are here in this series. The question is going to be versus Phoenix, which is a heavy pick and roll team. And honestly, Kings don't run it that much. Um, and I don't know. I don't know what Memphis is going to look like if they get there. The Lakers don't run it that much. They run a lot with LeBron. Obviously, LeBron AD is, you know, LeBron AD, kind of a tough pick and roll to handle. Um, but these are the kind of questions that they're going to have to. And you're right. I know that's maybe one of the upside, though, is if you look long term, there actually aren't that many pick and roll teams. It's it's Phoenix to me. Like, that's it. And even there, they're a little bit they're they're a little different. Even I mean, Golden State's not a pick and roll team, but when they played Denver last year, they ran almost exclusively pick and roll. So yeah. they'll they'll evolve into one. I don't. It's interesting. You're right, though. I have don't think I haven't thought about that. Like I think the Celtics are coming out of the East, not necessarily a pick and roll team. You might nope. get the Lakers, you know, Kings. You know, there's a lot of teams that are like, okay, that's not exactly a great pick and roll team either. So it's there's a chance for Denver that they just don't run into what they have run into the past. I mean, this is my theory, Matt that Denver is really bad at pick and roll and really good at everything else. And they just so happen to have played Steph Curry, Damian Lillard twice, Donovan Mitchell once in the playoffs. And when they don't play those teams, their defense actually looks adequate. One of the other things I think to mention here before we uh, head to a look around the Western conference is the other thing that teams will really try and do. And this is not a Jokic specific thing. This is, I see this all over is one of the reasons that they're, I think they're running a lot of side pick and rolls. It's not only is there advantage of just creating more space. What you're trying to do is you're trying to get Jokic on the hedge. Let's say it's less side pick and roll, move into his left. And then eventually it's strung out long enough that it turns into a switch that the guard is trying to rotate back to the big to get the rotations back in place. You have to scram it. Like you've got to be able to get your corner guy or somebody else has to come up and help out Jokic either with a double or a scram to be like, no, no, no. Okay. Get back. We're, we're off of this. You can't let, like, that's when you see those possessions when Jokic winds up in a switch versus a guard to me, sometimes they'll do that purposefully just to, tr- just, just to test it. But to me, those are failures. If you're not like, if Jokic is on an Island versus a guard, you need to have that prepared enough to be like, we're going to get him out of these situations so that we're not going to wind up with a one-on-one versus a quick guard versus Nicola, right? I think so. I mean, again, it all depends on in this specific series who they have doing that. Yeah. I just Anthony Edwards had 41 points. I really want I'm curious what his best <coughs> game can be. I mean, does he have a 50-point playoff game in him? If not, this might not matter. Denver might be able to like, hey, he keeps yeah. going for 40 and losses. I am talking about like details here, not about whether they're whether right. they're going to matter. Because to me, I'm just like, like you and I are in the same place on this, which is like, the Wolves need to be have an identity. To me, this is this really does like we talked about X and O's. The series right now is about like intangibles because I'm just like the Wolves do not have the identity they need to beat this team. And I, I feel like they even don't quite know who they are. I mean, this is why Town turning into a spot-up shooter in the series has been a little bit weird. But let me ask this. Do you think – I mean, Nikola has had two, like, B-plus games. He has not been bad. He's done a lot of really good table setting. Like, he's he's controlled the game without necessarily being spectacular. Yeah. And do you think he needs the spectacular game tonight? Do you think it's not needed? Or do you think it's needed more in the future if he were to pick his spot? Game four. Okay, so tonight's more of a let's just see how it plays out. I just if you go up three games to zero, I just think you win game four. I don't know that this is a team that has the like prideful mm-hmm. game four win in them. Yeah, um, I will say like a very nuggets thing to do would be go up three zero and then get blown out in game four. 
Like that I mean, doesn't happen. Yeah. Right. Um, so that's why I would say game four is either way. If you lose, you need to win game four. So this is not an even series coming back to Denver. So you need the big game from Nicola. If you win game three, game four is an opportunity for Nicola to be like, I am taking the next week off. Week. It'd be a whole week. Yeah. So I looked this up on NBA. They've got key dates. The conference finals will not start or conference semifinals. I'm sorry. Will not start until the 29th. What is that? Saturday. Okay, and, and then if those if the Clippers series goes to seven Long. games, it'll be well beyond that. So yes. I think it'll be Tuesday. So yes, yeah. All right, that's a whole week off, man. It's huge. I'm telling you, it's so meaningful. I I'm curious to see what Denver has because my gut tells me that Denver historically loses this game just because you got a two game cushion, man. Come on, we take a little time off, relax a little. They're gonna, but, they're, gonna come, they're gonna come in fired up, home crowd, not gonna go down three zero. Right. Towns is basically like having everything about his identity questioned. Like, yeah. But I would love to see a, a game tonight where it's like, no, don't even let them think they have a chance in this one. Get this thing done. All right. That's going to uh, do it for this segment. Not for the show. Uh, I wasn't trying to jump it early. I just, I was like, Oh no, <laughs> we're out. Uh, we'll, uh, we'll take a break on the other side. I want to talk about the other Western conference series. We'll do that on the other side. When we return on locked on nuggets. Thanks for joining us, making us part of your day. Appreciate you guys being with us on a Friday. Adam Mars alongside Matt Moore. Talking to you about the NBA playoffs. We covered the Nuggets. Let's talk about some of the other Western Conference series. So Kawhi Leonard uh, suffered a, a knee sprain in game one. And I want to give Kawhi a lot of credit here. Played in game two. Like that's that's impressive stuff for him to have played through that injury. Uh, symptoms worsened. And so they held him out in game three. His status going forward is not known um paul george not available for the series they almost won last night because Ty Lu went to well no i'll put this differently they almost won last night comma and Ty Lu went to a five guard lineup like terrence mann was playing center last night did you watch that game yeah that was wild it was crazy um i don't know i am just as somebody that has clippers plus two and a half like they need to win two games in the series for me to cash that's it just one more game I am begging Ty Lue to play Robert Covington. I am on my knees, begging, pleading, please, Ty, you were so good when you play small ball. Why? Like you, re- It's like he realized half of it. It's like, oh, wow, we need to play small versus the Clippers or versus the Suns. Yes, Ty. And so we'll play five guards. No, Ty. No. Yeah, a, little bit bigger, a little bit bigger. Yeah. I mean, Aiden got a huge rebound last night that was that was crucial they just they had they had and there was nothing no rim protection if they got past first level of defense there was nothing there what's terrence Mann gonna do what's bones gonna do bones though did have an open three what did i think and how did that not go in that was half that was the most in shot that didn't go in i, I can remember man on a big leverage moment Oof. yeah um i think the clippers are live in the series though i think Kawhi probably if he could play in game two i have hope that he'll play in game four and if he does i actually think that they'll win like i'm going to be on clippers i think in that series the start has not looked impressive to me i mean no. tory craig is prime steph curry at the moment and they're eking out wins i just no. they didn't devin booker had 45 they eked out a win i just am so unimpressed with their defense and i'm unimpressed with i, I we'll see we'll see you want man. the you want the extra motivation sure. for denver in these games is sure. you can get rest well this team might go to a long series playing these guys 44 plus minutes a night they like, are playing a lot of minutes book and kd are going the distance yeah this is a lot of even cp3 is going 
a long time. Uh, by the way, a related Tory Craig stat: they are plus thirty five when he is on the court this series, and minus twenty one when he sits. I mean, it helps when he makes every three he takes, which I just don't know how sustainable it is. But he is on fire right now. Um, creditory for putting in the, the reps to become this kind of a shooter because he shot 40% from three this season. Just like really impressive stuff. Um, has Tory Craig had a better post Denver career than use of Nurkic? My column. Um, Ooh, that's a good question. Mm-hmm. Made the finals. Nur- Man, Nurk had that one good year, his first year, and it's kind of diminishing returns every year after that. Have a nice By the day. way, I haven't noticed uh, – have you noticed Portland, Nurkic, Lillard? They're all coming into Draymond's defense very, very loudly. I wonder why. I wonder why that is. Uh, Damian Lillard, uh, courtside for Nets versus Sixers last night. Really? I just, think that's cool. I like just, it. I'm, just, I'm seeing, just seeing some playoff basketball. Nothing to – Nothing to see there. You, oh, you have your your tinfoil hat on for that one? I do. Uh, but you're absolutely right on the Draymond side, too. So, uh, elsewhere, Lakers play the Grizzlies tonight uh, in game three. I think that's just tomorrow. But uh, they play yeah. in game. No, tonight's two Eastern Conference games. Yeah. Uh, in game three. they I forget that they gave the Lakers two days off in between every game so that Anthony Davis can maybe play. Um I like the Lakers in that game. I think the role players will shoot better. I think Memphis's will struggle. I think Memphis look like I I am a person that understands Dylan Brooks's role on the Grizzlies, even if I don't if I understand the realities of the cons and positives. Um, but I also am just like you want to talk trash after Game Three. You don't want to talk trash going into Game Three. Is my opinion on that. Um, shrug. I just he is what he is, man. Like there's no logic to behind that. like. <laughs> You're trying to give him the logical way to talk his trash or whatever. It's I like, know you gotta be tactical though. Gary Payton would be tactical. Uh, Steve Wynn. He's not Gary Payton though, man. Yeah. He's, that's a, uh, he's very Patrick, accurate. He is not Gary Patrick Payton. Beverly. He's not Gary yeah. Payton. Steve Wynn says, "Come on, man. I thought you were a Grizz, Grizz guy. Have some faith. I don't like the matchup without BC. That's my big thing. Is that with Brandon Clark, I'd feel differently about the series, but he's not in, and I'm, I'm concerned. I do think, however, Memphis probably takes Game Four. I think this one's gonna be two-two going back. Like, there's this idea. Like our our mutual friend Anthony Irwin thinks it's Lakers in five. He thought that before the series, and I'm like. I don't know that the Lakers are good enough to beat any team in the Western Conference in five. They're not that good, but we'll see. They did play one really impressive game. Um, And then finally, Warriors-Kings. Warriors get the win last night without Draymond. Man, can you believe that? Yes. I mean, How I can't. How many times do we see, do. Do we see this? Do, yeah. Right? Like, at home, crowds behind you, do it for Draymond. You I don't know? even think it's that, though. Matt, part of this is, well, first of all, Kevon Looney, this is the difference between Jokic and a player like Sabonis. Jokic gave the business to Looney and to Draymond Green. When they were both on the court together, obviously it was tough, but he still was an effective player that helped lead the Nuggets to this insane offensive rating, even to, even in a loss. Looney kind of owned DeMontis Sabonis in this game. He was unbelievable. And then you go super tiny, which you know Sabonis is going to struggle with because every big in the NBA struggles with three elite shooters around the perimeter running around like crazy and making threes. But that to me... <laughs> I, as much as you say, yeah, we knew this was going to happen, the Warriors didn't play that well. That I was like an A minus game for them, or maybe B plus game. It wasn't like they, oh, you just nobody was beating them that night. It wasn't one of those. No, the the, the Kings just played so poorly against first a road, super tiny lineup. First road playoff game. Ah, that there was, you go. That's what it felt like to me. Was like, oh, th- this is what a road playoff game feels like. So, like Kevin Herter 
you know, again, role players, right? Like guys miss shots. They didn't play as well. Keegan Murray. Yeah. I like Keegan Murray actually played pretty well, but there's like matchup concerns. Um, there's also just something to playing against a team that is so different from what you've prepared for all along. And I know yeah. they had a day to prepare for this, but with no Gary Payton and no Draymond, this was like a, such a weird group that they threw out there. And I'm not, you should beat them anyway, but it's tough. I'm uh, I'm leaning towards Kings in game four. I like their chances in that one. That's going to be the game of the playoffs. A three-one, a three-one lead on the Warriors. Well, then it's over. I mean, I think I look. I, the Warriors are good, but I think the Kings come out of that. But I'm just saying, Game Four will be like. It just feels so heavy. It feels so important. All these series, I think, are going long in September. That's why. Again, Denver's got an opportunity in front of them tonight. You got to do it. Just, you you want to be that team that's rested and is ahead and is in great position. You are in the one seed. You're playing the weakest team in the playoff field. Go do the thing. Go do the thing. All right. That's going to wrap it up for Locked On Nuggets. Thanks for joining us, everybody. We'll see you guys again on Saturday for a recap of game three. We'll break it down in detail. Uh, I'll put up the link and a heads up on when we're going to record on Twitter so you've got an idea. You can follow that at Locked On Nuggets. You can follow Adam on Twitter at Adam underscore Marez. I'm on Twitter at, at HB Basketball. We'll see you guys again on Saturday for another edition of Locked On Nuggets.